everyone, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael, and joined with me today is Richard. That's me. And this I'm is the Richard. place where you can learn everything and anything casually. casually. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back. Uh, sorry we're late on this recording. Uh, we had one billion things to do. We had lives. <laughs> yeah, we had lots of lives. And part of that lives was getting ready to go back to school. I know I am setting up at a new school with a new classroom and had to move all the junk that I pulled out of my eight-year-old classroom to you the know, new school. You know what's crazy is I've seen actually a couple different, uh, so I'm Facebook connections with a number uh-huh. of my old, my teachers. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean like the like teacher friends? Like teacher, no, the teachers that I had. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, it's it seems like it's a year for moving for teachers. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of teachers that are moving this year. Yeah. Um, not only like like to different schools like you are, mm-hmm. but also just to different classrooms in general. It just mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot of movement going on within the education world. Well, from the other side, uh, usually it well, I guess it depends, but usually a teacher will be told to pack up most of their stuff and then they'll change classrooms by the next year. Which they'll- is which is weird because I've seen a couple of them kind of almost were like supplanted real quick like they were like oh school year's coming up yeah sorry you don't have this classroom yes because <laughs> so that can happen for a number of reasons uh the school i was working at uh previously most of the teachers got to keep their old classrooms the pe teacher had to move around a couple times and then some of the other like m- middle grade levels like third or uh third graders or about third graders had to move their classrooms because they were trying to manage the age groups of the classrooms and where they existed on school campus. Right. So, like, if uh, the older kids would be closer to the older kid playground and the younger kids would be closer to the younger kids playground. Oh, logistical stuff. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Um, and then in high school, they'll bounce teachers around depending on wh- what kind of room they need and what kind of class sizes every teacher is going to have. So, to make oh, sure that, that the bigger that's classrooms... Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's nice for them to actually accommodate something for teachers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... In general, the biggest changes this year have come because of COVID. Right. And Space needs. Yeah, this will this might be the first year where we didn't actually have any breaks due to COVID. Um and the second one is because uh, populations of students are changing schools. So like in my circumstances, Hayward is closing a couple schools, so that means that the population sizes of students are changing neighborhoods and they need to figure out uh where best to put teachers and they'll bounce them around and so they'll be like well we thought we could give you this classroom but now we have to change it and give you this other classroom because we need to put a uh, a classroom teacher there or we need to put pe or we need to change it into like the art classroom like so they're yeah. They're bouncing people around for and whatever reason. So because they close two schools the district then gerrymanders the neighborhood to then be like, you get to go here now, you get to go here now. You're voting purple, you're voting yellow. Yes. Now, now here's the thing with that. Is, use the, the negative word gerrymandering. <laughs> but, weirdly enough, <laughs> we're talking about specifically Hayward. Um, and I guess we could uh, look up a map of more Bay Area schools, but we're not going to do Um And there's so many freaking elementary schools squished together. Oh, yeah. Like... A huge problem. And the reason why they're closing elementary schools in the first place is, like, they're like, well, 
literally where one of my old schools was, there was another elementary school within five minutes of it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, maybe within two minutes of it. And then another one of the schools that closed um, that I didn't work at, there was like three elementary schools like put together. And in one line down the city, there's like eight elementary schools. And I'm like, what's the purpose of what you're doing? Why did you build them so close to each other? Because at one point there was nothing around except for those things. But still, you would be like, okay, well, even if there's nothing around, why don't we spread them out? Oh, I agree. So they're like, no as, matter as as a population center expands, you mm-hmm. figure, okay, then we put the schools on the the outside. Yeah, we close down those, the schools, on and the then inside. it grows, and then those become uh-huh. closer to the center. And then them. the district makes money by selling the school property back to housing. Oh yeah, and then they keep one school there, so that way they're like, well, the neighborhoods. Are, I don't. They just. It did sounds not. like it's something that was very overdue. Yes, and while people are upset about it, and I understandably why, because the district didn't go about it. In the uh, in the most uh, transparent sure. way, I'm going to put it that way. Seems like it was probably also very disjointed yeah. and not communicated very well. Yeah, and when I look at uh, San Jose and San Francisco, well, we're not going to talk about San Francisco. No. I'm going to. I hate San Francisco. Um, but when you look at other uh, other school districts in the area, they don't have that problem as bad. Like if we're talking about Fremont, if we're talking about Union well, City, like it's even not San too Jose bad. Uh, did that at at a couple points throughout the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had to close a couple schools down because they were too close to other schools. Yeah, because they're or, pulling populations away from each other. Yeah, and so that way they have spread out over the course of time. And I know they didn't do it where they closed, mo- as far as I know, they didn't do it where they closed multiple schools in the same area mm-hmm. or things like that. They basically said, okay, this school is very close to this school. They have the same neighborhood, so we're going to close this school now yeah. this year. Yeah. And then next year we're going to look at this area. And so then they did it Put like more of a there. planning yeah. oriented thing, which... It, either way. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of teachers and actually a lot of students are going through changes every year. Uh, especially the other problem is like COVID because they closed every school down and basically told you to teach from home. And because population sizes and class sizes weren't that important at then, not that they rose them above 30, but I mean, it just wasn't important to get kids in the classroom at that point. Yeah, this will be a year where we're kind of recovering. This is our first year, kind of fully recovering from that <laughs> and making decisions. Now, I have heard from other teacher friends that is also impacting. Like, oh well, we're gonna do assemblies this year, but we're gonna do a, a grade one and two assembly, then a three four, and then a five six. And it's like, why are you doing that? Oh, COVID reasons. I'm like, no, no, boo, boo. Just put all the kids together, to, and, or do like, two grades, like, or yeah, make it terrible. something so they. Will- Logistically, or just don't hold the assembly. Like, yeah. why jump through a hundred hoops just to make it in person? Well, uh, so that an extra thing about school and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Lorelai is starting middle school this year. Um, and uh, so we just had a orientation this past week mm-hmm. and they explained a lot of stuff, which there were some positive things for sure, but definitely the messaging <laughs> that was consistent throughout the orientation is you're the first class. That's in person for all of this stuff and way to go. And you're going to be the first first class for in person this Mm. and in person this. I'm like, cool. Great. Now that you've said it four times, can we move on from that? (laughs) um, Oh, look at all the fun in person stuff. Plus, uh, um, they're opening up all the extra activities, clubs, after school activities. Uh, possible assemblies, possible concerts are going back to normal. So 
literally all the th- the problem with like if you're arguing what about last year all the kids were basically back in school well they we still had huge impacts on any extra activities that would be going on clubs yeah. in my district didn't exist for yep. like seven months um since the beginning of school uh concerts were still limited there were some teachers who were doing them on campus some teachers doing off i didn't feel safe doing them on campus because of the amount of covid we still had in some schools one of my schools was getting new cases every week um and i mean the the kids were dealing with it faster they were like the turnaround was like five to ten days uh oh i mean ours for this year wasn't too bad yeah it was not too bad but you know just like the cold you don't want to spread it around fast um and then uh, after school activities, the only thing that came back immediately was soccer, and the kids got to work on soccer kind of the later half of the year, but with masks on, which is kind of annoying for some kids. Uh, and that's something we get to look forward to this year is like a lot of that stuff should be in place at the beginning of the year with restrictions. Yes. So I, it is very clear also that um, indoor things versus outdoor things, mm-hmm. the restrictions are. A lot less for outdoor things versus indoor things. But the indoor things, even though they kind of clearly are overcompensating in some areas, um, I think as the year moves on, that will then lessen as things things move on, too. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Side note, by the way. Something that I wanted to point out for going back to school Uh that I thought was very interesting between when I was in middle school and... Lorelai's going into middle school. Mm-hmm. So one big thing that they talked about for middle school was obviously it's a transition year, right? Yeah. Sixth grade, or in some cases, seventh grade, depending on where you live. And Don't even and get started like about the seventh, eighth middle school. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> um, as you transition from elementary school to middle school, the schedule changes usually. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, you're in homeroom all the time yeah. and then you branch out to extracurriculars. Um, there's a set schedule, um, you a lot more independent going into this thing, stuff like that. But the good thing about my daughter's middle school is that they recognize that and sixth, sixth grade is a year that they focus on that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we understand that there's a transition. So in order to help that, uh, language arts and social studies, um, is going to be the same class. Meaning the group of kids is going to be, it may be different times of the day, but you're going to be with a, the same group for those two classes, Mm -hmm. um, potentially the same teacher too. In this case, Lorelai has the same teacher for both as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they're doing, um, is they have basically like eighth grade, not buddies, but basically almost like leaders that help the sixth graders out. Um, for like the first month or two of school to be like, here's how to get to these classrooms. Yep. Here's So they help with those transitions as well. Um, and overall, they, they spend a lot more time throughout the year being like, here's how middle school works um, versus when, when I think both of us went to middle school. It was like, good luck. Yeah, literally day <laughs> one was like, oh, my God, we're bouncing. You better figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually, I think that's really helpful because some elementary schools have also started doing uh, well, not the past two years, but they used to do, uh, this teacher's really good at doing math, so we're going to block the these classes for math. So you're going to go over to them for math oh, yeah, and then yeah. come to me for just history. And they would do only two subjects like that. Yeah. Um, and middle school is basically always like that, where it's a more of a single subject teacher uh, who's going to be like, 
I'm the history teacher. I'm the math teacher. You're going to come for me, come to me for these things because they're trying to get you ready for high school where, where high school is literally just all the teachers based. have their subject yeah. that they're really good at. And then you come to them for them for that. And then you'd be bouncing around the school trying to figure out your subjects because college is that. And um, okay. So then two other new things mm-hmm. is homework expectations are a lot different as well. They actually have like some sort of, curriculum oriented laws basically that say uh 25% of grades uh the max that homework can be accomplished for is 25% of a grade good um and also i guess what th- the principal talked about is basically most of the time the teachers favor um with the exception of math um homework being what's taught in the class good not after class, yeah, which means twenty five percent of your cl- in class work is t- is twenty five towards yeah your grade. And I've always believed that uh, is that anything you're doing in a class, a lot of the kids should be able to just learn it there and not take yeah. it home because that's just like your job. It's like, hey, are you going to keep working on your unpaid hours? Uh, uh, you know, stuff that oh, you're yeah. going to bring home from your job. School's it's like, not an internship. No, it's not an internship, <laughs> right. and you should be training throughout your life. To what adult life is gonna you're gonna experience? Yeah. Now everybody can create their own adult life. It's not all uniform, but like some people are going to get those retail jobs. Some people are going to get those food oh, yeah. service jobs. Nine to five. Yeah, nine to five. And in hey. those, you're not bringing your work home. No. You're not. You're not going. No. Oh, I gotta practice on making a hamburger at home. I'm gonna practice selling a game at home. It's you have to have a uniformity to what you're teaching in school to what life is gonna be like afterwards. And homework is one of the most annoying things because it should only be assigned at home, my belief. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with it. you don't finish it. Well, and and that's more or less what they... Or big project. They talk about. Yeah, the project's obviously slightly different because um, that's uh, spending personal time. But obviously, their exception also is math, which makes sense. Um, math is something that, in general, does require, require repeat behavior yeah. associated with it. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to encourage that. But it also sounds like math homework is not something that it's like you're going to spend three hours at home doing it. It's and, like, and if the teacher's doing well, that the kids will have an opportunity to finish that homework in class, but then need to take it home if they need extra study. But the problem with homework is that there's some kids who understand math on such a fun, fundamental level. Homework is just tedious. Yeah, they don't agreed. need it, and. That's where some of my issues with homework come in is like they like there's kids out there who understand like writing like super well and super fast. They don't need the extra work unless they 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 want it. And it's like, hey, well, then they're already writing on their own because that's what they like to do. So it's like don't punish a class for certain things that all the kids uh, that certain of the kids, you know, are really good at and vice versa. So I'm trying to remember the other thing that I was going to bring up, too, that was new that I don't remember. Electives? No, no, no. That's all. All of that is pretty straightforward. Um, I talked about the eighth grader thing. They're doing um, uh, more sports, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. Uh, they expand so that way it's a little bit more like high school where there's competitive sports and intramural sports. Yeah. Um, Those of you who are listening uh, while my brother's thinking, uh, the way the U.S. school system works is most of the time it's grades uh, K one through five at a school, um, which is not based on the year of the child, just the year of what they get into school. And they do six, seven, eight, 
Then they do 9 through 12 is high school. So we have elementary, middle school, and high school, which is translation to some people out there is uh, primary school, secondary school, and there's there's something else. There, there's like, I, I don't remember if... I don't remember. Tertiary school? No, I don't it's not tertiary. <laughs> tertiary school. No, then there's like some... It becomes like two years of quote unquote high school and then like college prep, I think is the other two years or something. Uh, but like university, you mean? No. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, because we have different. Well, that's what they call word- college. Yeah. Well, they have different words for things, too. Like there's like prep university and then real university. So uh-huh. like you go to like a prep school for a couple of years and then you go to the real place you want to go to. Um, so it's, it's kind of different here. And a lot of uh, what we learn in school is not as college focused as it wa- should be, maybe. But um, I definitely, if you have not looked it up, looking at the difference between uh, schooling across the world is really interesting. Yeah, agreed. And I think we actually have. Oh, I did. Uh, I did one. I think for the Anime Casuals channel about Japanese school. Oh, I also taught my anime club about that too. So oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was cool. Did you remember your last thing? I don't remember. Okay, I'll I'll remember it later. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are some differences that you're going through and Lorelai is going through. Yeah. Um, who's quietly standing in the room with us, looking at her phone. Hi, Lorelai. There okay. we go. Okay. Nice hiss. Hissing. Um, and she's currently popping from elementary school to middle school, and she's going to experience a whole new school and a whole new life there, uh, which I think is funny because I'm also going to a new school at the same time. Yeah. I'm going from elementary to elementary, but going from year round to traditional. Um, which is year rounds. Basically you go to school for two and a half months and then take a two to three week break and then do it over over and over again throughout the whole year. Yeah. I think, uh, our mother would say it basically that she prefers year round school. Like that's a Mm -hmm. big thing for her. And, uh, interestingly enough across the United States, there's like standard and Year-round school yeah. all over the place. I was talking to my chiropractor about like his middle school for his son uh, went block scheduling for a little bit and then immediately reverted back at the end of the year because block scheduling is basically where you do all the odd numbers one day, all the even number classes, one periods, um, and then you go back and forth with that. And then I think the Friday or Wednesday is like a mixture. Um and basically, instead of doing fifty minutes oh, for those I classes, what the other thing was. good. Um, you do an hour and a half for it's like double class with half the classes every day. The good thing is, is it actually has to do with what you're talking about. Oh, perfect. So, um, yeah, they they did talk a little bit on the curriculum about doing block scheduling, but what they actually talked about, which was massively different, is uh, start time for school. So there was a recent law that that changed um, in like the past couple years that high schools are not allowed by law to start earlier than 8.30. And oh. so that adjusts the scheduling for all of the other schools. Yeah, and like zero preps and... Yeah, so I think how it works basically is that's the mandatory start, start time, but there's optional stuff. So like obviously in, in how middle school works and actually in high school, there's like a zero period where you can go in before everybody else. But all that is optional. It's basically up to the child because usually it's an extracurricular. It's not uh, okay. something that's cold. So, so the zero period can still start before 8.30. I believe that's how it... I don't. I didn't get clarification on that uh-huh. because obviously how middle school works is there's a zero period. Yeah. And I know that's how high schools work as well, um, where it's either a before or after school um, based program that are optional. It's yeah. not mandatory. 
I think the whole point is is like core classes. Anything that everyone has to go to cannot yeah. start before eight thirty. Also, nobody wants to go to those classes before eight thirty. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, depending on what it is, but uh, oh. I mean, some of them are like I know in the case of what Lorelai would be doing is if she did like music or things like that. The advanced music groups, uh. orchestra, things like that, would start at the zero period. Well, that's okay because then you're using your creative brain earlier, right? Which is fine because it's like you don't need to try to be as awake for that. I know several times doing rehearsal at some point, I was like, I'm half asleep doing this, and this is okay. Well, and most of the time also, usually there's also an after-school thing as well. Yeah. You know, they do rehearsals for concerts mm-hmm. or other things like that. So, But yeah, I didn't know about that. thought it was very interesting that basically the education system is stepping in to make sure, like, hey, kids... We understand that your brains don't really work as well at these early hours, so we're going to make it so that way you can't come in. There was a brain study at some point. I don't have any specifics because we're casual here. Right. Um, But it was something like the brain doesn't really start pumping at 100% till a certain time in the day. And I definitely remember it was post 8 a.m., so <laughs> well, and I'm sure for kids, it's probably also that they probably did that study and that's uh-huh. where they came with that. Yeah, number. And that's, that was always an issue for me. I'm like, why are you trying to make us learn so early in the morning? You're kind of just saying, hey, whatever teacher you have at first period, you're going to ha- kind of do well at. Oh, and no. The rest for of- me in high school, any like my first class, I fell asleep every single day. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel bad because if there are any of my previous teachers that are listening to this, I apologize. Um, I know I got away with some of the days I fell asleep in, yeah. but I also know that you probably definitely caught me falling asleep in your class. That's definitely a question I would love to ask teachers. And if you're a teacher out there, let us know. How do you deal with sleeping children? <laughs> I usually just let them be asleep. Because if they're asleep in my class, especially if it's like 1 or 2 p.m., I'm like, they probably need the sleep. Oh, and yeah. No, I'm mine's like, always in the morning when yeah. I fell asleep. Well, I mean, that's also like... like you probably needed the sleep. It's like either you were staying up too late or you're wake you're waking up too early. Yeah. And which means that you need to fall asleep and you need to let your brain rest for a little bit longer. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad they're instituting that law because I feel like eight thirty is a reasonable time to get to school and be awake and mm-hmm. do stuff. I still think it's really early, but whatever. I actually had a conversation with a coworker about it and basically a lot of what school times were were mm-hmm. purely based around the nine to five work schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was purely based around parents getting to work on time. Yeah. Um, which is why they did it earlier and earlier because the work schedule kept getting bumped uh-huh. up earlier and earlier as well. Which is why there's morning programs. So you can drop your kids off at those programs instead of going, well, the the parent needs to get to work by nine. So we're going to have the school open by seven. Right. It's like, okay, that's fine. But don't make class start until like nine because... You know, the child should not be expected to learn before their their parent is at work. And obviously, this is a whole another subject that we can go into another time about work schedules in general and how mm-hmm. uh, productivity is, is very clearly would, segmented out during days and things like that. So that's something we should cover. I, I would love to do like a historical thing about like... Uh, why work hours work are the way hours they are. yeah work hours and uh like pay rates yeah yeah and just looking at correlations with those yeah um but i i think it's important to note that as everybody is heading back uh to school the younger peoples and teachers and things like that um 
I think this is going to be a really important year for students in general. Um, I think um, as we work through this year, it's going to be interesting to see how based off of the previous years and hybrid scheduling and everything else like that, I don't think it's going to transition back to the way it was before. I mm -hmm. think there was a lot learned over the past um, years on what works and what doesn't. Yep. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how well it's implemented this mm -hmm. year. I mean, um, by comparison, the biggest thing I feel like that was learned over the past three years, right? Pre COVID and post, well, sort of post COVID and monkey, transition COVID and monkey boxes, um, is the acknowledgement of technology and learning at home. And that some teachers really need to get off their butts and learn how to do that. Because I feel like that's why a lot of teachers retired partially didn't want to deal with COVID school. Um, and also that they had, they were forced to use the computer learn how to use zoom learn how to use Google classrooms to run their, their school life. And I still met teachers who didn't even bother to do that. So basically for a full year, their, their kids had very little contact with their teacher and were basically just given packets. And I'm like, uh, unfortunately you all who are doing that need to go because not right. using the technology that your kids are using constantly is such a, such a disadvantage to them. And just because you're unfamiliar or don't want to work with it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It doesn't matter if you're bad at it. It's just try and let your kids start using the internet and their computer because it's such a, such an important factor today, today's learning and today's life. I agree. It's like the same similar thing to um, a doctor not um, doing the most updated procedure for medical procedures. Yeah, it's basically like you're you're forcing your way into an old procedure that's potentially uh -huh. more dangerous, is not as beneficial for yeah. in this case, obviously as a teacher, not as beneficial for the child's yeah. learning and things like that. You 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 made me quickly fly. I'm going to date myself real quick by reminding me of Scrubs. Yep, that's exactly when, what yeah, I was going. Dick with. Van Dyke was on it yes. and and he was like, "Oh, I don't go to conventions anymore because I don't think I need to." And he was trying to use old procedures which are much way more, more dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, and it's like teaching's one of those really open things that you can teach whatever way you want, but if you're not trying to get access to every new thing that you could like doing a little bit of research here and there going, oh, maybe I can do this and this will be a little bit better. Like, or if you're blatantly ignoring the tools that are yeah. made to be used to make your job easier yeah. and the kids learning better, well, then it's a problem. Curriculum doesn't need to change a bunch, but the way you give it, the way you teach it can change. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah. it's like if you're talking about math, there's a you're learning addition and subtraction and then building on that. You're not really changing that order. You're not going to be like, oh, I teach them the division first just to mess with them. No, it's like you're, you're still learning the same order, but the techniques to teach them is what changes and updates. So that way you're not just going one plus one is two is going, well, let's work it backwards. How do you make two? I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two. Um, and also like all the different ways to teach multiplication and division. There's a billion different ways and the teachers should be teaching all of them. Even if they don't work for every kid, it's you give the kid as many tools for the toolbox as possible. Yep. And you say, you figure it out because I can't just tell you one way because maybe it doesn't work for you. So, yeah. Um, things I'm really expecting this year is big changes um, 
from COVID life, uh, hopefully doing things more in person, and starting up a few clubs at my new school. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I think progressing, um, new opportunities, things like that. I'm looking forward to um, Lorelai going through this year. It's obviously going to be a big year for her, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on everything and try and communicate with my daughter as much as possible for this school year to hopefully see what changes she's going through. Yeah, Lorelai, can you give us a really loud yay or nay if you're excited for school? Uh, Just loudly in the the room. These are the only mics recording, so you got to be Go, big loud. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, Well, we'll give you some updates uh, in the future of how school's going, anything that's changed, uh, maybe looking forward to our work hours and pay rate. Uh, You probably still have a couple more weeks to get through disability visibility. Uh, Richard is currently picking up a book at some point. I'm slowly Uh working my way towards getting it done. I am halfway through the book, and our lovely teacher friend, Megan, um, has finished the book already, but is also looking to pick it up again because she unfortunately had a friend's book that she was borrowing. Oh. So she wanted I thought it. she's read it more than once. She has, but oh, she okay. wants to re-annotate the entire book. <laughs> Got it. Uh, which, you know, Footnotes. and Love the people who do that. I just I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so if you have not started Disability Visibility, that's going to be one of our book talks. Book club. Book club. Uh, casual book club. Casual book clubs. And if you have any other book suggestions or any other topics you'd like to suggest to us, get back to us, generallycasual at gmail.com or comment on any of our social po- media. Yeah, social media and get back to us. We're right now trying to work on our TikTok game, which is hit or miss because both of us and our ADHD problems. And yeah. busyness with our lives. That's right. And like always, uh, like, subscribe, and share our content because I think that's our number one way of getting our content out there right now. Yes. Follow us on our podcast directly through Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or subscribe everywhere else. And then, yeah, word of mouth and share things with everybody. Yeah. And we're at Generally Casual at any of the social media platforms or podcasts. Podcast platforms. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Nope. Okay. Bye-bye.